0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. I am your main host, Irvin, giving you a quick review, or actually an instant reaction to Shang-Chi and the... No, 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 I, I messed that up. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's not Shang, guys. It's Shang. Was able to watch it over the holiday weekend, over this Labor Day weekend. Went with my co-host, Brian. Shout out, Brian. And his lady friend, Angie. Angie. So the trio, we went to go watch this movie, had a wonderful time, love going to the movies with them so I can make fun of them being loud talkers during the movie and me being a little bit more quiet and reserved whilst watching movies in a movie theater, in a public movie theater atmosphere, I should say. I still talk and everything like that, and I like guessing what's going on. So I have my equal annoying habits. Well, with that being said, let's jump into the intro song. And please remember, head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. Here we go. Welcome back, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me today on this super quick episode. So, number one, let me start by apologizing to the fans, to the folks, for not debuting an episode yesterday. <laughs> What the French toast is going on, Nerd Nostalgia? You're slacking. You're right. We are slacking. I'm slacking, and I do apologize about that. A lot going on in life right now. I I just recently started a new job, so that has been entertaining my thoughts, from interviewing to getting the paperwork. On top of that, I was also in Disney last week, hence why we missed the episode, and I was anticipating having a filler episode in the meantime, but just wasn't able to get it out to you guys in time. So I do apologize for that, but rest assured, we will make sure that this does not happen. So that being said, let us review today. Today's going to be a quick episode because I wanted to get this out to you guys. I was already sitting on an episode from a previous recording that I had about WandaVision, Loki, and all that on top of an episode that I recorded for... The adventures at Disney and my experience as a single adult male, and the time of uh, my life that I had over there. It really is the happiest place on earth. So, very excited for that. But that's not why you're here. You're here to see what I thought about Shang-Chi. And notice how I pronounced it correctly: Shang-Chi, not Shang-Chi, right? It rhymes with Hung and not Wang. So, that's boom, that's how you remember it, okay? Hung, not Wang, even though that's kind of confusing a little bit too, since they both, you know, have. Something in common. Ha! Let me premise this is going to be a spoiler-free review. So rest assured, you can still listen to this podcast episode and not get anything spoiled for the movie. I try to do a good job about that. I love being surprised. And so I always want you guys to go in with the exact same experiences that I get whenever I go to watch these movies, right? Anyways, I digress. Let's get on with it. So let me premise that this is one of my favorite characters in the sense that he is an ethnic character that you know back from the OG days where there wasn't a lot of color a lot of sizzle in the comics this was one way that they got to do it because it was a uh, it was a martial artist right it was marvel's answer to bruce lee and giving you that on paper awesome backstory awesome fighting skills awesome just a lot of awesomeness right So, as a personal fan of his, I will be a little bit biased. Now, I would like to admit and be honest with you guys, because that's what we're all about. Honesty is key. Honesty in any relationship is going to be key. So, I'm going to be honest with you guys, with the fans, with the Nostalgites. I did not read the comics growing up. I knew they existed. I thought they were cool. I own his first appearance, but, and a bunch of other ones, but... I did not read the comics, so I will caveat that. I did not, uh, a little ashamed, you know, but that's okay. Nothing a little Google search and a little wiki won't fix, or I should say didn't fix, or did fix, because that's the case. I, it did fix the fact that I didn't read the comics. Boom, a lot of negatives and stuff in there. So, that being said, I have enough of an understanding of the mythos of the legend that is Shang-Chi. And The Legend of the Ten Rings. Haha. So, going into the movie, I had super high hopes. For a while now, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been preaching on subgenres. I think Logan was the first R rated movie that debuted a subgenre of sorts that was able to allow future producers and writers the ability to write a superhero movie outside of the typical norm. And so another example of this is going to be Joker, which is not an origin story. And then they end up doing a very dark world kind of based on Batman mythos movie that was financially super successful because guess what? The people got something different, but still within that universe. So the nerds were like, whoa, this is, this is pretty dope, but dark as fuck. I personally have never seen that movie for a second time and I will likely not. So, I am super excited for this kind of new series of stuff that's going to happen. So, this new subgenre within the superhero genre. I think that gives the Academy Awards, the actors, the writers, and everyone more room for earning awards. For getting recognized for their beauty, for... You know, just because it's a it's a superhero film, it shouldn't be limited to just that box, just that superhero box, just to those tropes, just to that formula. I think I think you can genuinely deliver a film and Joker is an example of that. Logan is an example of that. Still giving the people the mythos while celebrating it through a different fashion. So I'm super excited for the future of these films that you can give that subgenre and I think the people will respond and I actually have a feeling that anime movies are going to showcase that, and then the superhero movies will copy that well anyways that's a whole nother thought a whole nother conversation for another day. What did I think about this movie i I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, however, I did have a higher bar for it because again, I want these sub-genres to be awesome and to have storytelling for us. So I was a little let down. However, I wasn't as let down as Black Widow. Black Widow didn't deliver on the superhero spy thriller that I was expecting. It just gave me another superhero movie, which I liked. I, I enjoyed it, but it was too little too late. Whole bunch of other issues with it, but it, it was a good movie too. It wasn't bad, but this Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings definitely did a lot better than... Uh, Than Black Widow but not as good as I wanted it to so my overall score for this movie is going to be anywhere between the 8.2 to 8.8 range just depends on my mood I guess it's basically a crazy rich Asians meets Bruce Lee with a twinge of crouching tiger hidden dragon and the Marvel formula I just described the entire movie to you basically it stars our main guy, Simu Lu, which I want to say I think it's awesome that he tweeted about an all-Asian film a few years back. And then prior to that, congratulating the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And just basically he threw out to the universe, hey, I want to be part of the MCU representing an all Asian cast or something along those lines. And the universe was like, you know what? I got you. He manifested it. So you got to love that manifestation of things. If you truly desire something, say it out loud, keep saying it until it becomes an actual fact. So I hope I'm a millionaire sometime soon. I hope I'm a millionaire sometime soon. I, what else do I want? Uh, I'll be fine with a millionaire. We can, we can work off of that. So, I love the fact that he, you know, has these tweets. You can actually go ahead and Google this. He's tweeted it out a couple times. From there, we have his co-lead, uh, Aquafina. She is in most of this film. So Nora Loom, so professionally known as Aquafina, she's a American actress and rapper/comedian. slash comedian. Pretty funny, pretty awesome. However, I Didn't really care for her character. I could have used without it. The story would have moved just fine. However, I understand that she's very popular. So having her on board is going to generate more people towards the movie. The Asian community will do the exact same thing. So Marvel isn't dumb. The House of Mouse is definitely targeting different demographics. You will see a huge trend in Asian, in Indian and even Hispanic characters to draw in more money and those other demographics. So I personally want a badass Latino superhero. So I know for a fact we're going to get America Chavez. However, I would love to see the White Tiger, and we're also super limited on them on the Marvel side, but I would love to see White Tiger In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think that would be uh, super cool. Whether it's the uh, male version or female version. I personally would like the male version just because they're already introducing the female version. And then, of course, we're going to get our Boricua, our Puerto Rican brother. Half Puerto Rican and half black. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Guarantee you that cameo is coming. Guarantee it, it's happening at the end of this next movie. There's just too much stuff that they've put into it that... There's no way that they won't do it. And again, that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to split Miles into one universe and Tom Holland into the other. So Peter Parker in one, Miles Morales in the other. That's what I think they're going to do as far as a live action stuff. And I think Spider-Gwen is going to come as well, just because there's no way they're not going to milk that, uh, that cash cow. But I digress. Back to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. There is actually a lot of different characters that we could jump into. One main standout, and I thought he did delivered a a great performance, was uh, Tony Leung Chu Wai. He is a Hong Kong actor and singer. He is considered one of Asia's just most successful and internationally recognized actors. You've seen him in several different things. Hero was the one that stood out to me, uh, but he's been in a whole array of different uh, Asian kung fu uh, movies. So you've definitely seen him before he was uh Shang-Chi's father delivered a great performance and then on the different spectrum you had uh Michelle Yu Chu Cheng King I don't know how to pronounce her last name um you've seen her in in several different things she's been in James Bond Tomorrow Never Dies she was in Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon and she underdelivered a little bit for me I I wanted a little bit more from her she did kind of give you that Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon aspect so that was cool I personally think that the directors should have done a lot more of that, leaned a little bit heavier into the culture, but I also realize that they're trying to get the younger Asian market, which is a little bit more into the hip hop and stuff, which is another thing you'll see a lot of hip hop songs that are going out throughout the movie could have used a little less of it, but I understand it's for that, uh, that younger age demographic. So totally makes sense to me. All of that said, the movie is wonderful. Like I said, it's it's anywhere. I, I still haven't decided what my score is. It's between eight point two to eight point eight. There's certain times I'd have to rewatch it just because I'm I'm going back and forth on it. There's uh, certain things that make it think that make me think that it was a wonderful, just badass movie. There's other things that make me think, ah, you know what, it was lacking a little bit. I think if anything, it's probably going to sit between eight five to eight eight. So I'll bump it up a little bit. But great movie. Definitely give it a go worth watching it in theaters and then the two after credit scenes so there's a post credit scene or I guess a mid credit scene and then there's a post credit scene so stick around for both of them both of them are going to have different implications one is for a sequel to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and then the other is tying directly into the Marvel Cinematic Universe so both very important moves that along a little bit but Definitely worth sticking around for both of them. Now, I clearly enjoyed the movie. Again, a little bit biased because I I like martial arts. I like Marvel and I like superheroes. So you're just blending everything into me. And I actually really enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians. If you've never seen Crazy Rich Asians, highly recommend you go watch that movie. It's super awesome. All right. That said, obviously, the people also like this movie because even during COVID times, this movie set a... Labor Day weekend with 94 million box office debut. So anywhere, I'm seeing reports anywhere from 84 to 94. um, Very, very successful overall. So that was one of the reasons that Venom, let there be carnage, actually bumped up to October because they want to kind of bump off of this. All the people that went to this, guess what? Now you're going to have more people that are going to show up to that. So I guarantee that Venom Let There Be Carnage is going to have a little bit more success or as much success as this one did. Because the same people that went to go watch it will likely go watch that as well. Just because Venom has a little bit larger fan base than Shang-Chi did. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But if I was a betting man, I would bet that it will be as successful, if not more successful. And now let's talk about the reviews. And so currently it's sitting at an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. See, boom, nailed it. And then a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and 93% of Google users liking the movie. So overall, very positive. Again, there were some things that were lacking for me that I think could have been done a little bit better or just leaned on a little bit more. Maybe they'll do that for the sequels. But overall, a wonderful film. Great during these times and definitely worth going out and watching. So that's gonna be it, guys. This is my instant reaction to it. Again, apologies for missing last week. I was out in Disney. I was literally taking a P-test, a drug test for pre-employment, right? To make sure that I'm not on the uh, on the marijuana and the cocaine and the opiums and I don't know what other, the Philly fallies and whatever you other young kids do. <laughs> so, yeah, I was uh, I was doing that. I was out enjoying my time at Disney. I was also, car is kind of, Kind of out of commission right now. It's uh, having some issues, so trying to get that at the same time, trying to do my exit interview. Just all these things kind of mashed up into one, and life got the better of me. So I do apologize about that. Uh, hopefully, we will make sure to get these uh, steadily going for you guys. Like I said, I'm banked on two. So my time at Disney, going to fully review that, give it some full thought, and then of course I'm sitting on an episode where we will discuss the uh, the big three superhero shows, live action that, uh, that have been out. So that's going to be it guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. We'll catch you on the next episode and I'm going to try out a new catchphrase and say, uh, instead of saying stay nerdy, my friends, I'm going to say, keep it light, keep it tight and never forget the nostalgia. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Leave it in a comment or DM us.